This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 194. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast where we discuss in detail all things in and around colored pencils and the colored pencil artist. And now your hosts, Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com, and I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Lisa Clow of Lockery Fine Art. Lisa, how are you today? I'm good. I'm excited. How are you? Ah, what? You're excited. That's I'm just good. excited. I'm, I'm getting ready for a show. I'm really excited about this. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I'm excited every week at 3.30 a.m. or whenever this drops, because <laughs> that's exactly when we record it, and then we just stick it up there, right? So this is a show about colored pencil where we discuss anything and everything surrounding this medium we love so much and the artist and marketing sometimes. I know that disturbs some of our listeners and then others get so excited every time we talk about marketing. So we're here for you and you. (laughs) All right. So what are we talking about today, Lisa? I'm getting ready for a fish aquarium or well, it's an aquarium festival, not just fish, but an aquarium festival called Aquashella that is going to be in Dallas, March 30th and 31st. And I've not done art shows. Well, this one is a whole aquarium festival they have artists at, but I've not done a show in a very long time. It, It They take a lot of work. And so I wasn't really, you know, wasn't looking to do something like this again. But this one fell in my lap and it was just one of those opportunities I couldn't pass up. So I've been going through the process of getting everything I needed in order to do a show or to an art show. Very cool. And, you know, it wasn't all that long ago that we talked about art shows and we did reference this show and you have a little more information now to share with us. So I'm excited about talking to you about this and asking some questions here. We'll put the link in the show notes where you can go and listen to that first show that we talked about art shows in general. And this is a good follow up to that. And then we're also going to readdress this and come back after the show and we're going to you know, see how Lisa did with everything. And uh, we'll have a an aftermath show update. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But first off, I've never heard of this thing. I mean, you told me about this aquashella.com. I went over there, checked it out. I, uh, is it new? I haven't looked at it a whole um, lot. The here, guy so. who runs it, well, one of the, it's two people who are doing it. Sean, I don't know his last name. And George, don't know his last name either. I actually, I just know his YouTube Um Username is CoralFish12G. This guy, since, God, he was a kid, like little kid. He was adorable, little, like tiny kid. I want to say he was like 13, 14 years old, maybe younger when he started YouTube. And he would present information on fish keeping for, you know, just all kinds of information. And over the years, he's grown the channel as anyone would when you get started. But it started out, it was like a kid giving a presentation in school, very, um, very well researched. And I don't know, just kids doing that, I think is, it's just adorable to see a kid putting so much work into something. But over the years, his channel has grown. And so I contacted him when I, I recently in January set up another um, saltwater reef tank. I used to keep them years ago, got out of it. So now getting back into this. And I was just interested in doing a collaboration with him on YouTube. So I contacted him and um, that's how all of this started. But the, the Aquashella Festival, this will be the second one. He's had it once so far in 
Chicago. He'll be having another in Chicago in a few months. But it, yeah, it's just an aquarium festival for fresh and salt water. And they've got reptiles, all kinds of different animals there. It's a really, really big event. So I had bought my tickets for it already. I was just excited to go. Um, I, I personally have this weird thing. I like to buy different fish food for my fish. I have two fish and I have like a lifetime supply of fish food for frozen food for them. So anyway, I was just excited to go look for stuff like that. But I contacted him asking for, I just wanted to do a YouTube collaboration. Like I'll paint your fish. You send people back to the video where they can see that it is, um, you know, the progress of the fish painting. It'd be a perfect YouTube collaboration that wouldn't require him to do a whole lot, but would give us both a little bit of a boost with each other's, um, viewers. And being that I do paint a lot of marine life, you want to watch too when you're looking to do, if you are a YouTuber or doing social media stuff, if you're looking to collaborate, make sure it's somebody who would have a, a audience that would be interested in your stuff. Like I wouldn't want to go contact somebody who is a mechanic on YouTube and be like, hey, let's do a collaboration. Their viewers would not be interested in my thing. So it, it wouldn't make sense. But someone who's interested in fish, I paint a lot of fish. It's kind of perfect. So yeah, that is how this all started. This is a a big event, but a new event. They do aquarium festivals a lot, but this specific one is newer. Oh, very, very cool. I love the backstory here as well. That's really awesome. Yeah. And I wasn't expecting to, he asked me when I had contacted him about the collaboration, he goes, have you heard of Aquashella? And I said, well, or have you considered being a vendor at Aquashella? And I said, well, I mean, I bought my tickets just to go. I, I don't do art show. I mean, I don't, I don't like the work involved in most shows, but all the shows I've done were outdoors. And oh my gosh, outdoor art shows are just so much work and you have to deal with the weather and the wind blowing everything over. It, it's a whole there's just always drama involved. Yeah. So I had said, you know, I hadn't really considered it. So he offered me to do a trade if I did a painting for him and then a second painting just for Aquashella, a big, huge one, which I've got to start tonight. If I did those, he would give me my booth so I didn't have to pay the entry fee. Now, on one hand, yeah, the paintings are going to be worth far more than whatever they're charging. I'm not sure what the booths there are, but I can guarantee you the paintings I've done would, I, if I were to sell them, would have been a lot more. But on the flip side, what are the chances of me selling these random fish paintings that are as big as this is going to be? So it seemed like a good trade for me, um, just because that was one less thing I had to spend money on. Yeah. How big is it going to be? The first one was a 24-inch round convexo canvas, and then the second okay. one is 36 by 48 inches. So it's a big one, but it's going to have the logo and then it has to, it'll have a lot of fish swimming around it. That, that sounds like a great opportunity, too. So do you know how big um, the first year that he did it last year? How how much foot traffic was there? Any idea on that? Gosh, at all? I want to let me look at their website. He yeah, may I'm have written down because it was big. I know that it was big. He said in one of the videos, I'd have to look it up. But I know oh, okay. that they got a lot more traffic cool. than they expected. So they had even said with this one, make sure you buy your tickets early because there is a possibility of selling out. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see how that is here versus Chicago, but I know the Chicago event was really, really successful. I'm going to have to tell my nephew about the, well, even my brother, um, they're big time into reptiles. So if any, any of the listeners, if you're into reptiles or, or fish at all, or anything related to this, if you go to aquashilla.com slash Amazon room, there is a little more information there and, uh, about the reptiles, there's a ball python right up there inside the banner at the top. I used to have several ball pythons. I had red-tailed boas. And my brother used to raise snakes, and he would breed them. 
and he had a whole bunch of exotic snakes, including poisonous ones. At one time, he had over 50. He donated, actually, a very large boa to the Springfield, Missouri Bass Pro Shop. But anyway, let's get back to the fish and your preparation for the show. So last time when we talked, you were going to be getting cards ready, you were going to be getting prints ready, and you were going to be tallying up how much you were spending on everything. How's that going? More expensive than I would like it to be because taxes are coming up and I have will be having those done this week. I don't know how much I'm going to owe and that's always terrifying. So um, I'm trying to keep it under a little bit smaller. Initially, I was going to have big, huge, like I'll have posters printed of my lion with the coral around it. Now you want to make sure if you're going to do something, try if you can figure out who the target audience is. And in this case, it's really clear cut fish or reptiles, that sort of thing. In my case, I don't really, I don't think, know that I painted many fish. Oh, I guess I've painted frogs. I, get, I can bring those paintings with me. But my my big thing are going to be the fish. So I was going to have multiple prints of a few different things. And I wanted to keep it as simple as possible because just travel and moving things, even though it is in Dallas, so it's not far, it is hard to move stuff around. We don't have a truck. So that's going to be a bit of a challenge for us. So I was trying to keep it simple, but I also planned on bringing more prints that as I started to price things out, I just decided to just get fewer prints that were higher quality than posters, like cheap posters. And cheap posters are what I was initially planning on. So when I, I started looking through the prices, that it was going to be insane for getting really big, like 24 by 36 inch prints. Mm, right. So I ended up deciding to get, I went with 12 by 18 inch giclés. So this is printed on a, a high quality, like art type paper. Right. It's a heavier stock. Super nice. I ordered 50. I have no idea how many I need to bring. Is that too many? Not enough? I don't know. So my plan is if I if I were to sell out, which would be amazing, but realistically not as likely, we'll see what happens. Um, they, I can drop ship them to people. So I could have people prepay, take their information and then ship it to them. So there is that op- that if I don't have enough with me, but it was getting to the point where I was afraid. And this is something you've got to keep in mind when you do these art shows. I don't want to spend a ton more than what I'm going to make back. And I've done that before. It is so easy to go crazy getting everything. I mean, you want your booth to look professional. And there have been shows I did when I was very young. They did not look professional at all. We're talking um, lawn chairs and a table that wasn't covered and a few easels that kept falling over out in the wind. Um, I mean, really bad. But I want it to look professional, but I also don't want to spend more than what I have the potential of making. And I just don't know the potential of this show at this point. Not for me anyway. So I decided to cut that back. I would just do the 12 by 18 inch prints. They are, I ordered from a place called G Clay today. I did some research on them, watched some videos and um, on YouTube. So you could see the quality people were getting. And it looked like the quality was exactly what I'm looking for. Amazing quality, but decent prices. So my order for Giclée today, actually, I should pull that up. I should have had this ready um, before we started today. Let's see if I can spell it. My order has shipped, so that went out really fast. And I was worried that I might have waited too long because it wasn't until the 8th that I placed the order and I need these by the end of the month. So that was a little risky. But my order for Giclée today for 50 prints, and I did get clear plastic covers or... um like bags that each of the prints will go in. So right. that's going to be a much better way to present and people won't mess them up as they're walking around and looking. And this paper is is thick enough. You're not really, you can roll it up, but I, if it were me, I would rather not. So I, I went ahead and spent a little bit extra for that. So for those 50 prints, I spent $477 and that's after the $22 shipping. So not terrible. I mean, that was a, 
it, it's an investment. And it was for one print. But in my case, I have one main painting that I'm really highlighting. It's the only big painting I'll be bringing with me, um, like my attention grabber, because it is very unique. It's definitely not something anyone will have ever seen before unless they follow me. But my lion with the coral growing where his mane would be and the fish all around him, extremely unique. Um, it's the fish are very accurate to what those type of fish are. So fish, fish keepers are going to be interested in it. It's not just like little cartoon fish or something like that. I, I, you know, my research was done on the types of fish. So that is the one that I decided to order. And initially I was going to do this one in another painting, but it was getting to the point where it's like, I just don't know if I'm going to make it back and if it's worth buying so many prints. So I decided so what- to just to limit it. Well, yeah. So what is the size of that uh, of the G clay reproductions? This one is a 12 by 18 inch. So and you got each, those for eight bucks. Yeah, wow, well, it was nine ninety four per print when you figured because I got the bag. So I paid a little okay, bit more okay. to get the bags. But yeah, so under $10. I, I got to tell you, though, that is an, an incredible price if mm-hmm. the quality looks good and if the colors. Matt, you already got them back? And no, the they're back. on their way. They just got okay. shipped. Well, but I mean, from your show isn't an, seen. It, People had really good, good, um, people really liked the quality that they got from the videos that I watched. One was actually, um, when someone who is one of my viewers and she has even painted me something. She did a colored pencil, uh, teal. I need to share this. I keep forgetting to post it. This beautiful flamingo. If you guys don't know, I love flamingos and I love teal and she drew it in teal and it is stunning with bees and everything. So um, I found her video on accident. I'm watching this video and she's pulling out the prints and she pulls out the print of that one. I was like, hey, I, I own the original of that. I was all excited, but That's she funny. loved it. And so this is somebody I'm going to trust a bit more than the average, you know, just a random person who was promoted. I mean, she bought these prints herself sure. and loved yeah. them. Yeah, the the problem that I now you've got I don't I don't know when you placed your order, but I mean you've got two weeks before the show, mm-hmm. um, and so if there is a color match problem, you won't have time to reproduce these again. Possibly, um, we'll the see. Only because problem, the turnaround seems to be pretty quick yeah. from what I've got so far. The problems that I've ever had with G clays is the color matching. Um, They'll be either like oversaturated or not enough or something like that. Because typically the people that are producing these are not artists. They're, you know, they're photographers, they're editors and all that. So they don't necessarily Um, know if it printed too dark. Right. They're going off. Yeah. And if you don't have a color calibration on your monitor, then it's kind of it's kind of difficult because they do use that. And they're they're trying to do that color match very well. But anyway, I I hope that works out. Yeah, me too. I mean, probably will soon. They and if these prints come out good, I can sell them for 50 bucks a piece. Right. right. So, I mean, this is a 50, 60, 70. You know, I'll figure out what I want to sell. I have once I see them, I'll, I'll determine what I feel the quality is worth. But they should be really nice. And my plan is I also have an account through Fine Art America where people can go buy various um, types of prints, whether it be on poster or on canvas or whatever. So, if somebody doesn't want this or they want larger, they'll be able to go to my site and buy that there. And what I'll, I'm going to do is put the print for this one from Fine Art America, feature that on the front page of my website during and for a, probably a couple of weeks after the show. So if someone went there, it's m- easier for them to find because this is probably the print they would be interested in. Yeah, 50 bucks. I mean, I I, I think you could probably go higher than that even yeah, for probably. a G Clay. Well, yeah. I figured I'd wait awesome. and see what the quality was. When I see it in person, um, like I said, I had wanted to go bigger, but the cost gets really high. So this one, oh, yeah. I felt that the cost for the size 
was it was practical. It was going to be easy for people to carry around, unlike a big poster in my case. So this um, it's actually an incredible price. Yeah, and they actually you get a little bit of a, a lower price depending on how many you order. So like the fifty right, to sure. one hundred was a certain price, but it wasn't that much more just to get two or three prints. So it wasn't something where, I mean, if you only want 10 prints, it's still worth, uh, if this company comes out good, so I I don't want to go too far recommending them until I've seen it. But from what I've seen with the YouTubers who have used them, everyone seems pretty happy with them. I mean, you're going to have things that go wrong occasionally, but as long as they'll take care of you and fix the problem, fine. But um, yeah, so I'm excited about those. So that was the first thing that I ordered. And again, while I wanted to have more prints available, you know, a bigger variety of some of my other paintings, the thought was, I'm going to end up spending so much more than I have the potential of making. Yeah. I I don't want to, I really don't want to do that. And especially with taxes coming up here. So that is always the danger. I mean, of any of these shows is spent because you're making a guess ahead of time. And here's the other thing you have to estimate low. Yeah. Here's the other thing though. When you're, as far as marketing goes, if you give people too many options, sometimes they won't choose any. If this yeah, is the only fatigue. option for a big print and they want one of my bigger, nice prints, there you go. I'm more likely to sell more of one print than I am th- combining two different types of prints. I mean, I would see if I'm going to sell 20 prints, most likely I'll get the 20 out of this. Whereas if I had this and the octopus, maybe I'll only sell 15 total because I have too many options and that makes it harder for people to choose which one they want. So marketing or, you know, just business strategy wise. In my case, I think having one higher quality print is better than multiples. Um, at least, you know, when you balance out the pros and cons of how much you're spending mm-hmm. versus how right. much you have the p- potential to make. Now, if I were to do art shows more often, I would probably go ahead and pull more prints up or have a couple more. But I think just doing this one was good. Now, the other thing that I've done, I the one thing that I've had really good success selling at art shows are postcards. You can sell those for $2 and it's easy for people to want, you know, if they want one of my pieces, two bucks, that's nothing. Those I sell a lot of. So those I ordered from Vista Print. That's where I typically get my my postcards printed from. Now, Vista Print, one of the things with them, sometimes they do not calibrate their, talk about off being off on color calibration. They have a tendency to print too dark, but they always replace them when they do. So it's not a huge deal. I did wait a little long to have these printed. I just ordered them uh, two nights ago. I was waiting for a sale and just kept forgetting to order on top of that. So if you watch Vista Print, they will have sales where the postcards will go 40% off. That's when you want to buy. So, I mean, it, it does make a big difference. And you have to consider a lot of add-ons. So in my case, I want gloss. I think the glossy postcards look so much better because I don't consider this a print. If you're going for a print, you want to go with matte. But in the case of a postcard, I think that the glossy, the colors look Wonderful. So I got those, a heavier weight card stock. So you've got additional prices then. I went with a blank backside so that I didn't spend money, but I put a copyrightlawcree.com on the front so that people can still go look up Lawcree. You know, they've got my website right there, but I, you want your copyright somewhere on that postcard. Um, always do that. So I just put that on the front so that I could save. It was going to be t- almost $10 more per set of postcards. And I ordered nine different designs. If I printed just simplelawcree.com on the back or anything on the back. So I decided to just, let's combine it, put copyrightlawcree.com. It's small. It's, it doesn't take up a lot of the, the room, but it's got my website. You want to consider everything a marketing opportunity if you can. So if you're doing postcards, yeah, it's got your artwork, but are they going to be able to find you later on if they're looking at that card going, oh my gosh, I can't remember who the artist was who painted this. 
Now, what about the ones that you're just going to strike up a conversation with and you I mean, do you have any networking strategies in mind that you're going to try to employ for those that, you know, aren't taking a, um, you know, are not buying a postcard and are not buying a print at that time, but you can tell they're also still interested. What's your uh, strategy business right now cards. for follow up? Definitely business cards. And in my case, so now let's my, talk these, about those. Yeah, yeah. The, the business cards are and that I also do through Vista Print. I love the quality I've gotten in business cards there. So um, and they have sales all the time, 50 percent off business cards. So I want to say, actually, let's pull that price up, too. Well, they're very inexpensive in Vistaprint. Vistaprint, yeah. If you get it on sale. And their prices, you you definitely want to watch when they're having sales on things. So Yeah, they're see. still one of the cheapest around. Oh, I definitely. mean, seriously. So I spent for Vistaprint on the other night, and I ended up having to go back and order more. But I spent $431, and that counts shipping and tax. Um, in order to get nine different designs of 4.2 inch by 5.5 inch, so your standard size business card. These are the premium glossy front and two set. And I was ordering those in sets of 250, except for the lion, I ordered 500. But all of the rest, I ordered um, a 250 quantity. And then I ordered so for this one. I mean, going back to thinking of target market, their dolphins, whales, and fish are all of the designs that I went ahead and ordered. I mean, uh, you guys know I paint tigers and all all kinds of things. But that's not really going to be my target market here. So I decided to limit myself to my favorite pieces that included fish or marine life. Then, so you got about 3,000 cards for uh, around 400. Yeah. And if okay. I ordered 3,000 cards of one design, it would be cheaper. But because I did right, nine right, right. different designs, you know, your price, my price per set of 250 because they were on sale was mm-hmm. $33.73. Yeah, that's so really it, it really is, especially when you're going to sell the cards for two dollars each. Those ones always more than pay for themselves. And then for the business cards in this case. Well, oh, I thought we we're talking about business cards. No, those were for the postcards. So those are a bigger print. Now, for the yeah, postcards. Okay. <laughs> what did you get with the business cards? So the business cards, I spent a little more. I wanted the rounded corners. I ordered them in quantities of five hundred dollars and I printed two different designs for my business cards. Each set of five hundred was the first one that was a blank backside was twenty five. The one that I printed, I had a printed color back was $36.39. And I'll go through the reasoning for that. So the business cards, the I, again, wanted to print them with fish on them. My normal business cards have an owl in colored pencil. So I wanted something that, again, people would be like, oh, I remember seeing this painting at the show. I know who that was. I want to get that association thing going. And I know as far as the artists that I've seen that'll be at this show, mine are the more realistic. So um, they're beautiful artwork, by the way. I'm not bashing them by any means. The, the artists that are going to be at the show are phenomenal. But my work are is definitely a little bit different. So having the realistic artwork on there, it's going to be easier for people to remember who it was they were talking to. Now, normally on my business cards, I include my phone number. For this event, I did not because this event is promoting a lot of YouTubers. And I don't really want people calling me that just to chat. And I've had that happen where people got a hold of my number that were viewers and thought that we were just going to become BFFs and talk on the phone all the time. And it's a bit awkward. I mean, you don't want to be rude to people, but it's also like, you're a stranger. I mean, I know you feel like you know me because of YouTube, but I'm not necessarily comfortable talking on the phone. So I did, I chose not to include my phone number on these cards. And what I can do if it's a vendor or somebody that I want to work with more in the future, I've got that blank backside. I can jot my phone number down on, on that. And that's one of the reasons I really like blank backsides on business cards. I don't typically print front and back because I want to make sure I've got room to write more information down so that they can, you know, they can easily get a hold of me. So the first set of business cards, were it includes just my website, 
my YouTube channel and Instagram hand, um, that, that is the only information. And then, of course, my name says La Cree Fine Art. In the bottom half of it, I have one of my photorealistic clownfish. So that one is going to go to most people. Um, it, it's most useful for, well, for, for everything. But I really wanted also that lion with the coral because that's the one that I think people remember me, will remember me even more by on this one because that's the big painting I'm bringing with me. And so that one I printed the front with is glossy and both of these I always get the glossy print I, I just like how those look better with the artwork so at least with vista print so I did glossy on the front it's the full lion painting and the back is a muted more um you can kind of see the lion it is in color but it's very very faded and then it's got my um more information how many youtuber subscribers I have how many the numbers sometimes the numbers if you're working with a vendor or somebody that maybe wants to have some of your artwork in their shop and that's what I'm hoping to to do with some of the local fish stores around here that have room for artwork um I when they know that you've got a following they I've found that people are typically a bit more interested in you or they take you a bit more seriously because now it's like oh okay you're actually putting work into your business you're not just a random you know a hobby artist who is not pushing forward and trying to get their name out there. So I've had better luck when I've let people know what those social media numbers were. Now, if you're just getting started, I will give you this tip. If you're just getting started, don't feel like you have to include your social media numbers on there. Um, I probably wouldn't back a few years ago when I had maybe 500 Facebook followers. That wouldn't have done me a whole lot of, like that wasn't going to impress vendors. Whereas, you know, as you get going, that's a number that may be beneficial for you. But please don't feel like you need to start putting those numbers out there. Um, I just did with Facebook, not with, or not with Facebook, I'm sorry, with my YouTube channel because it's a big number. Um, but that card, I put a little bit more information and that you can follow me to learn to print because I was printing the whole backside with, with the text since I had the image on the front. So I was able to fit a little bit more information than I typically would. But those are the two cards I ordered. I'm bringing both with me because if I feel one isn't being super effective for the show, I can switch to the other. So, and because postcard, I mean, business cards are fairly inexpensive, it seemed like a good thing to, to go ahead and do. But neither of these cards did I print my phone number on because in my case, I don't want, you know, people who watch the channel to necessarily feel like they're just going to call and chat. But I do, whereas if I were to normally have my business card hand it to somebody, it would be a vendor or somebody with an art, a fish store that I would be comfortable with them having that number. So I do have a different set of cards for that. All right. So another thing that anyone could do is you could get just a free Google voice number. Uh, those are totally free. Put that on your business card. You don't have to worry about anybody wanting to call you up on your cell phone and chat you up. <laughs> so, all right. Just something to keep in mind. Um, you can route any call to um, a voicemail. That's also free. That's one way of handling that, I think, very tactfully. All right, so Lisa has got a lot to share about her preparation for this show. So I'm splitting this up into two shows. So part two will be next week. This is a weekly show. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.